Good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to episode 17 of FPL Prentices. Chris, would you like to say hello? Yeah, hello, everyone. Nice to be back on for episode number 17. We're going to go through the big, the biggest double game week in FPL history from game week 26 in a minute. Uh, we've got a guest on today. Josh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, guys, it's good to be back on again. Excited for what we're going to do in today. Hand it back over to you guys. All right. Thank you, Josh. So we're going to start off today going through our Man of the Match polls that we did on our Instagram. So, Tom, you have the day for that. Can you run us through that? Yeah, so um, we only ended up doing two this week because the games are pretty dead. Um, but the first game we did was City, Man City against Wolves. Um the options were Mares, Jesus, Sterling, Rodri. Um, they could have been, could have been Cody, could have been in there, Patrico. But as they conceded four, I thought that, that the defense shouldn't really be in there. So Mares won the poll, which I'm not surprised. Jesus second, Sterling third, and Rodri last. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think Mares had a really good game. Um, in in terms of FPL wise, what do you two think about Mares? Well, the, I think, the, the, the thing is. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, the thing is with Mares is, I mean, he's he'll play very good one game and then the other game, like he's not consistent enough and he doesn't hundred percent start. I d- I think it's a bit of a trap. Okay. Yeah. So looking at Mares's minutes, in the last four Premier League games, he's played ninety minutes in every single one of them. Now he hasn't done that at all uh, in any other point in the season. He started five games in a row earlier in the season, but he hasn't played 90 minutes four games in a row at all. And he has pleased started six out of the last seven games in the Prem, which is actually like a very decent amount. That's, that's I mean, for a Man City player, you've got to be very pleased at that. In terms of his returns as well, for um, five returns in his last four games, he, he whenever you, whenever I watch him, he always looks class whipping in balls from the right. He looks like a really, really good player playing in a really good team. Um, but it does look like his minutes, he's, it does look like Pep's giving him some more minutes. And I think as well, we saw against, I think it was Wolves, Pep set up slightly differently. He didn't play Gundogan. And he seemed to play an extra attacker. And that obviously, if that's going to get repeated, which I'm not sure it will, but if it does, that that's an extra bonus to Mahrez because he's a, he is an extra attacker and he, he is one of the, the only options on that right wing. He's in form as well, as we saw with his goal against with his goal against Wolves. He scored a lovely goal against Everton. He looks like he's playing really well. Only four percent owned, eight point one million. The problem is is obviously as it always is with Man City is the minutes. Can we trust him for minutes? And six Premier League starts in the last seven suggests that we can. But we do have Champions League, I believe, in a couple of weeks for Man City, and we don't really know what's going to happen there. But it does look like perhaps Pep is, Pep is focusing Mahrez on the Premier League. So it's actually an option I hadn't been thinking of because I just kind of put Mahrez into a, into a space in my head where I'm like, no, we're not going there because he's going to get rotated a lot. But looking at these, looking at these starts uh, and the amount of minutes he's been getting in the prem, I'm actually, I'm actually going to start looking at him because he's at a very nice price point. 
I'm actually I'm actually very interested in this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all about the minutes of Man City, but it does look promising based on the last few games. Um, on Mares actually, so I think I know why he's been starting more. So I agree with Josh; he was getting rotated a lot, but but I think Pep basically thinks like well, he's not going to admit this, but the the Prem is basically one to see, and Pep's main name is the Champions League. Now, does that 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 probably means that Mares is his second choice, as he doesn't because he doesn't play much Champions League football. So what we think what I'm thinking is that he'll play more Premier League minutes now, and the likes of Foden, Sterling, Bernardo Silva will all start Champions League. And then Mahrez will just be playing a lot more Prem, prem minutes. Um, as I don't think Mahrez plays as much Champions League. So, yeah, he, he could become a very uh, viable option. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Like you said, 8.23 mil, I think. Um, good price range there. Yeah, definitely 8.1 mil. He's returning each of his last four games as well. Home and away, you know, the... So clearly the the home or away business doesn't seem to have an effect on him, which is another which is another bonus. I'm actually very interested in that. I we could talk about him later in the preview because obviously most of us have got triple city, but with Champions League coming back around, we don't really know what's going to happen with all their attackers and even Cancelo. So I think Mares is is definitely a man to keep your eye on. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and he, like like you said, every time every time he plays, he always impresses us. Even if he doesn't score, he always puts in man of the match performances. Um, so yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, I think obviously the rest of the players there, Jesus second, he had a good game. Don't think I don't think you can think consider Jesus City sometimes play even without a striker. Aguero is back. Jesus is playing better, but I don't I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to think about Jesus to be honest. I've had him in once before, not again. Um, I'm guessing that'd be the same with you two. Josh, what do you think? Well, I mean, he's definitely not, as he's 9.2 mil, and that's, there's a lot of bad strikers for that price range, and he's not always going to start, because, as you said, they don't always play strikers, so, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the striker position is a valuable position. We only have three choices when it comes to strikers. We have five choices when it comes to midfielders and defenders. And if you're spending 9.3 mil on a player who has started two of his last four Premier League games, that seems like a risk in itself. And apart from the the game against Wolves, he hasn't got a double-digit haul all season. So I, I don't yeah. think it's really worth going there. He will be a headache down the line. Uh, but... He does seem to he does seem to have gone back to a more of a striking role in the team. He didn't seem to be going left mid and all these weird places. Mm. So I think his output should increase, but he will he will just be a headache as you found out earlier in the season, Tom. I really don't think it's worth going now. Yeah, definitely. Um we'll move on to the next poll. Uh Spurs Burnley. The options were Bale, Son, Sanchez, Sash, Regidon, Kane. Bell one, Son second, joint with Sanchez and Regulon and Kane last. Uh, Chris, do you want to talk about Bale? Bale, are you surprised he's first? Actually, not surprised. Are you happy he's uh, won it? Well, Bale came into my team last week. And unfortunately, I, I was leaving the house at 2.02 on this on this Sunday afternoon. And, and I walked past the living room and my brother's watching the game. And Bale's just scored in the second minute. Yeah. I was loving life, bringing him in as a differential. Yeah, but unfortunately, after that, I did I did leave the house. So I've only watched the highlights of the game. 
post his post Bale's early goal, and uh, Spurs seemed to dominate it. I mean, I think Burnley had one chance, and that was because of a poor pass from one of the Spurs players. So promising, promising stuff from Spurs. But I, I didn't watch the game, so I can't uh, add too much insight. So I'll pose the question to both of you. Um, how do we? What do we think of Spurs now? With the kind of kind of a revolution going on in the attack with Bale and possibly Ali coming back as well. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that you say that, and then they score four at Burnley, a team that we normally look at, um, who are really good defensively, but they weren't. They came out and they attacked. They were crap. And then Spurs go and play at Fulham and were crap for all of the second half. They don't think they created a chance. Kane missed a sitter and missed another good chance. Bale and Ali got subbed at 60. Um, nothing really. Ali scored a goal. Ali got man of the match and it was impressive from him. And I spoke up bringing him in last week. And again, I didn't, um, which we'll talk about later. But I think it's promising signs um, with, with this with this front four for Spurs. Um, I think I think with, with Bale coming in, um, Ali coming in, Lacelso getting back from injury, which is something to touch on. Um, Lacelso was a big key part of Spurs last last year attack. He's very underrated. He's on all set pieces and he creates a lot of chances for Kane and Son. Um, so he's back in the next two weeks. So when he comes back, I expect Kane and Son to start scoring a few more goals. Kane will be Kane will be playing more. Uh, will more be banging in the goals, not assisting as much because Lacelso is a massive part. But but the things to think about with with this Spurs attack is is they are managed by Mourinho and he doesn't let Spurs run right loads. I think by starting four attackers, it's a bit more promising. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Fulham were a good team, obviously, and it was a good win for Tottenham. But you got you got one return, and it was an assist from Ali um, from that front four. So I, it's something to watch. Uh, see if Europa League how much is how much rotation goes on. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, just quickly, I actually, I actually want to ask Josh a different question, Chris. That's all right, as I've asked answered that one. Josh, obviously, you're a, um, you're not a Bell loner, um, neither am I. But what do you think of Bell, uh, considering him or not? Do you think you'll get rotated a lot or what? I'm, I'm considering him, but not getting him in yet because I need, I need to know that he's consistent and he's going to play games. I don't want to get him in then he won't play. He'll like get rotated all the time or he'll get injured. I don't, I'm not. I'm not getting him yet. But he is someone to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I wrote that a lot. Um, I mean, the people that did bring him in this week, I've got to be very happy. I think. Like, I'm sure, like like Chris's um, transfer of the year. Um, wow. After it, my after my Lotus transfer. <laughs> it looks like that face value, but it's it's hard to say a bit. We're not going to show. Well, Tom, you'll be able to get better insight than me on this one, but we're not really sure what's going to happen with Europa League, whether Bale's going to uh, get played more in the Europa League, because if he does, he doesn't seem to have the fitness just yet to play uh, a decent amount of Premier League minutes as well. Um, so I have to keep an eye on that. He's he's. It's very unlikely that he plays 90 minutes in a game. And if he's getting subbed off at 60-70, you're losing, what, a half of football every two games because he's getting subbed off compared to his son. So I do think Son's still the better option. Uh, and we, we've seen Son get a couple of assists. Should have had the assist, well, pretty much should have had the assist for Ali's goal as well against Fulham. 
he hasn't scored. And if he scores, adding on to these assists, he's going to be hitting some mega holes. And he's got that. You just know with Son, he's playing 90 minutes in the Prem every game. And with Bale, you're just, you're just never sure. You're losing minutes by him getting subbed off. Obviously, we're not sure if he could get injured again. We're not sure how fit he is. But he, he, he did look from the highlights. And from the highlights against Burnley and some of the Europa League games recently, he's come off the bench. He's been looking really, really solid. But I would say, if if you're choosing between Son and Bale, I I think Son's the better option. Yeah, no, definitely. And with Bale being back in the team, Son will play more 90 minutes because Spurs will make their three subs, Bale off, Ali or whoever's in that cam spot off, and then normally in Dombele. So Son will get, Son and Kane, uh, minutes are increased, um, which benefits them. Um, unless you two have something else to say, uh, Chris, do you want to move us on to the next part? Yeah, well, quickly on for our teams and how they performed in Game Week 26. So this was hyped up by, by quite a few people as being the biggest uh, double Game Week in FPL history. Last last the Game Week, Game Week 26. Uh, I'll, run, I'll run us through my team quickly. So 94 points. Uh, the, the, big, the big highlights of this were actually playing Rudiger over, over Madison. Now, I know Madison didn't actually end up playing. But I did start Rudy going. I'm pleased I did that because he he got, gets the two clean sheets against Manu and Liverpool. And I did it. I do think that those type of games at the moment, the the big like top of the table clashes, you know, top four teams playing each other, they seem to be low scoring. Uh, and I think in the past we've overlooked defensive assets in those games. But now I think we got to start um, recalibrating. I think in. Other highlight is obviously getting in Gareth Bale for the 21 points, but it does leave me in a position now where would I prefer Son? Obviously, Bale scored Son by seven points, but I think Son's probably the man to own for me. Definitely with a little bit of a dilemma. Uh, but the team, would to play no chip and get 94 points, seeing a you know a considerably considerable green hour of 100k, uh, you know that's a solid that's a solid week for me. Uh, and I'm fairly pleased with that. I think my team's in a solid position moving forward. Uh, got rid of Fernandes, and I think I've got off him at the perfect time. So I'm pleased with that. Uh, but yeah, all round, I'm fairly pleased with that. One one million game week rank is pretty solid with no chip when uh, the vast majority of, of people used a chip this week. Um, talking about chips, Tom, you used your chip. How did it How did it pay off in the end? Uh, not great. I mean... <laughs> The uh the morning of the game week I cancelled the bench who's put triple captain on. Um then I was like I just want to get rid of the bench boost to be honest. And I wasn't expecting loads and it was a pretty pretty crap week. I mean I got a seven K green arrow or something like that. So I guess it's I guess I got a green arrow, but um my my bench total, two from Dallas, two from Bamford, uh four from Lookman. And then eight from Ariola, so like sixteen points there on the bench boost. But uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the game was overhyped. <laughs> Ninety-three points minus eight, um, so not great. <laughs> Didn't even hit the hundred mark. Um, my, my only really players that were good were were like Diaz, Son, Martinez, and I was impressed with Ariola. He's been he's been one of my transfers that's actually paid off. He's got I brought him in two game weeks ago and he's got two clean sheets out of three so Ariola's been good but I'm you know, I don't have much to say really but I'm not very happy with the game week and I think the bench use was overhyped and the minus eight uh, didn't pay off 
Yeah. Yeah. And how did you do, Josh? Um, pretty good. 110 gig green arrow, 96 points. I got had my bench boost was a bit uh not very good because most of my bench would have blanked. I might have had one player who did something or something. So pretty bad bench. But I had Kabak with the return. I believe he's injured now, which is we'll talk about later. Um, Diaz with the big goal. Diaz and Stones actually. <laughs> <laughs> the double. I watched that game. Very happy. And Gundogan didn't captain Kane. I captained Fernandez, which didn't pay off. But East Kane didn't do too well. Martinez and yeah, and Watkins target and the rest of the team blank. To be honest, so yeah, pretty good game week. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's interesting there because you had Stones over Cancelo. So obviously, Stones and Diaz both scored in the same game. So you must. Must have been pretty happy. Yeah, very, very happy. It was a great start to the um, game week for me. Is that an area of yeah. concern for you, Josh, not owning Cancelo? Because we're seeing that Laporte is starting to get quite a lot more minutes and Stones to get benched against Wolves. Uh, so if he's going to be getting similar minutes to Cancelo, I think we will generally, the general consensus is that Cancelo is more likely to get you an attacking return. Uh, is that an area of concern for you owning Stones over Cancelo? Or are you fairly content owning him? Well, um, we'll talk about it later, but next this week week I am switching to just Diaz in the City defence. So Yeah, don't touch don't say anything else. Yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just I I think uh Stones yeah, it, I, I see what you mean. Stones the is probably the better pick. Yeah, I needed stones for the money, and I felt like, yeah, he he could score, and he did again. So yeah. 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 All right. Shall we move on to prediction? Yeah. Uh, go through the. All right. The pro. I think it's our biggest predictions. I think I might have done all right actually. You said when whenever I have a crap game, FPL game week, I do all right on predictions. <laughs> That's half the last week, wasn't it? Okay. So. I'll run us through. So this last week was the first week did the Instagram poll as well. So I have come up with a very basic scoring system for that. Um, but it, but as far as the means of of like what we can do with with the Instagram, uh, I've come up with a system that, that I think will work fairly effectively. So we'll rock with that this week. Yep. I'll explain that once we get to the once we get go through all the results. So find my blue pen. Man City versus West Ham. Start of the week. The well, the very obvious opinion of everyone was a Man City win. We all went for Man City to win, but West Ham with the goal, they did look threatening in, in that game as well. Uh, I mean, I was expecting quite a simple Man City win. Possibly the early kickoff having an effect on them because we generally see big teams not being as up for games at twelve thirty. I don't know what it is, but I feel like the the smaller teams generally perform better in the in the early kickoffs. But we did see West Ham get the goal. Uh, so yeah, one point for all of us there. Instagram poll was Man City to win, as you'd expect. Moving on to the next game, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you got the three points. West Brom to beat Brighton one nil. Yep. Lovely stuff. Of course. Lovely stuff. <laughs> thank you, uh, Lee Mason, I think. I think I've got to thank Lee Mason oh, for his uh, 
for his second whistle, the magic whistle. And guess who would have got three <laughs> points? Had he had dunks scored instead? Cox. Is it, is nah, Jacob, Jacob had was one year pro, and I went with one all, so I got I got scummed by Lee Mays. <laughs> And by Welbeck and uh, Gross. Yeah. Gross yeah, shocking from Brian Road. <laughs> Next game was Leeds versus Villa. <laughs> we all backed oh. Leeds and Instagram backed the draw. So none of us got it right there. I, I think going into this game week, I think everyone who had an Aston Villa player looked at their, their fixtures and went, right, I just hope for an attack and return against Leeds and I hope for a clean sheet against Sheffield United. But yeah, but yeah, just this strange, strange things happen in FBO and somehow Aston Villa get a clean sheet against Leeds and Sheffield United. I, I don't want to touch on them later actually because then without Grealish is a whole, whole it's they're a whole different team, uh, and we, I want to talk about them later briefly. Next game, yeah, Newcastle. back Wolves and we both got it wrong lovely everyone got it wrong actually so that the one all yeah, it's just a, it's just a general boring scoreline isn't it I didn't watch the game I doubt it was very no, exciting no I watched the highlights so much today um, but wait sorry, sorry Chris you cut out um, what did you and Jacob guess me with one nil Wolves Jacob went with two on Wolves Yeah, you're you're Tommy still out. Try again, Chris. All right. Well, I can't do much about. It. We'll try. We'll, we'll just carry on. So none of us got okay. none of us got yeah. Newcastle Wolves correct. Right. Next game, Palace Fulham. We. Oh, <laughs> this is one where Jacob went rogue with the three <laughs> 0 to Palace. That's gone completely wrong. Fulham had the, the, the better chance in this game, but it wasn't. So this has been a very unsuccessful start. Only the Man City and, and you have yeah. pulling through so far. Ne- Next game, Leicester versus Arsenal. I actually backed the Arsenal on this one and it's paid off. I've got the one point there. That, that's a nice clutch, clutch for me. Might talk about that game a bit later. We'll come to our Gaming 27 preview. Next game was Spurs versus Burnley. Now, Tom, you went 2-0. Jacob went 1-0. I went 2-1. I, I didn't really think Spurs would run right here, but I think I've got to reconsider what what I think of bombing forwards on. That's not really something I want to hear as a Pope team. I do need to watch them versus Arsenal to see whether this is this is a, a trend that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, slightly concerning there. United. 1-1-1-1-2-0 Chelsea. That was probably a bit of Chelsea bias from our from Jacob. Thanks to Jacob for sending in the his predictions. And bloody, this was a bloody long week. We're only halfway through. Sheffield United and Liverpool. We all backed Liverpool to win. Jacob went with 2-0 Liverpool, so he got the Three points for the guest, Tom. You're falling. Yeah, well, if once for the West Brom result, you'd be falling. Yeah. Oh well, no. What did you predict in the Liverpool game? Next game, Everton versus Saints. Two 0 for you, Tom. Two all for me. 
2-1 to Saints. I mean, I don't have any type of confidence, to be honest with you. Next game, Man City Wolverhampton. Man City obviously winning this one. We all guessed the correct result. Moving. Burnley versus Leicester. I guessed the correct result. Get one nil, one all. Sorry. Uh, Leicester seemed to have fallen apart a bit. Some big injuries in that team now are very concerning. I know you've got two Leicester players, Tom. I'd be yeah, concerned if I was you. I know. Very concerned. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. Pereira transfer is probably probably one of the the worst things that could have happened to you, yeah. to be honest, Tom. Yeah. Not good. Uh, we won't dwell on that. Next game, Sheffield United versus Villa. We Everyone predicted Villa to win this one. Sheffield United, any chance of a revival? No. You reckon? Definitely not. I can't see him staying up. They're way too far behind in my opinion. Next game was Palace Man U, and we all predicted Man U. Now I think Palace have got two clean sheets this week, actually, and I, I think we've seen them revert back to a more defensive, you know, solid formate, like a solid um, like team, they're more cohesive at the back. Two clean sheets on the bounce. That's what sixteen points for Guaita. I think. I think uh, looking at the fixtures, it doesn't look great, but Palace really um, solidifying at the back, uh, whereas Man United couldn't seem to break anyone down this week. Two nil-nils for them. You'd be very disappointed, like Josh, if you captain Fernandes. Doesn't look great um, from a Man United attacking perspective. Yeah, I know, I know. Good result, good, um, good grind up there for Palace. Um, yeah, poor from United this week. Yeah. I didn't watch. Did either you? Oh, actually, no. We'll talk about. We'll talk about them later. Um, Fulham versus Spurs, two one, two one from me and you, Tom. So we got the correct result. Yeah. Uh, one all for Jacob. And the draw was the most. The draw was the most common on Instagram, actually. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think uh, there was a few biased uh, opinions on there. Um, with Alfie <laughs> Winter voting on uh, his his. With a minute to go, pour down his own pod for a villain win. Probably didn't help. <laughs> nah. Okay, next penultimate game, West Brom versus Everton. I backed West Brom to win this one. It hasn't paid off. Tommy backed Everton. Jacob massively backed Everton. With the <laughs> God. Get over the top there. Just a little bit. And the final game, we all got it wrong. I went with the Liverpool win back in my own team, probably a bit of support of bias. Uh, Jacob and you, Tom, went with the draw. Instagram went with the draw. So what does that do to the table? This is going to take me a little while to add up because there's quite a bit of data to get through. Uh, so, Tom, you got 11 points, I believe, aren't you? Yeah, Tom, you got 11 points. That's a solid week for me. Yeah, yeah, finally. Half decent week. Yeah. I got the nine points. Jacob got seven. Oh, Tommy, you have actually caught, to be fair. It's four points gained on the guest. <laughs> Instagram, in terms of correct results, obviously, it's very difficult using the Instagram story function to 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 make an interactive 
uh, to give a something that people can uh, that you can use and vote for a scoreline. We we're really restricted to results. So in terms of results, we got six correct results. That'll be six points for Instagram. Oh, nice. That's not very good. It's not very good. So if I add up the others, this is going to take a little bit of time. I'll probably I'll probably change this for future pods, and I'll, we I'll I'll add up the I'll tally up all the results beforehand. Yeah, I know because it's it's probably not the most ideal thing to do. But we are. Um, I'll change that next week. Jacob got five correct results. I got seven. Tom, you got nine. Okay, nice. Tom, you taking the lead in the in the overall one. With the Instagram, good start from you. Yep, good uh, to see. In in our league with the guests, you've gone up to fifty-seven. That's solid. I've gone to sixty-seven. Yeah, and guest has gone up seven to sixty-six. So I've actually taken the lead. Get it? Oh dear. Um, That's what it's all about. Just quickly, Josh, I bet you're not happy with that score from the guest. Uh, yeah, they've been throwing it since the last time I went on. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, you have, you, have, you have the opportunity to, to turn it around this week because you will be the man doing the predictions. You've got 11 predictions to, to, to retake, reclaim top spot in the guest league. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for this week on the prediction game. As I said, this, this wasn't the most time efficient process. So what I'll do for next week is I will tally them all up before the pod, uh, so we can run through it a bit more quickly, because uh, we don't want to we don't want to just be spending five minutes tallying up the scores. So it's definitely something I'll change for next week. But for now, that's the prediction game done. A solid week for you, Tommy. You gotta be pleased with that. As as we do say, as we do say, bad week on FBL equals good week on prediction game. Yeah, so yeah. at least there was some positive to take from it, Tom. Yeah, I know, I know. Good way to cheer me up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So that's the prediction game review done. We'll now move on to players we're impressed by. Now, yeah. as I've been talking for the past five minutes, I'll let Tom Tom you start on your your player you're impressed by for last week. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go for uh, Davis and Sanchez um, for both the games actually. So uh, before this week, I hated Sanchez, Davis and Sanchez. Um, and I hope he didn't play for Spurs again. Um, but I think Toby, Toby Alderweireld and Sanchez are making a good partnership now back at the back. And you see two two clean sheets of Spurs there. Um, Burnley and Fulham, I mean, and Burnley actually attacked the game as well. Um, there wasn't loads of chances. Fulham obviously scored. <laughs> and the, the handball rule has been changed, Chris, this morning. So that would have counted if it was today. They, they you changed are joking. It. Yeah, they've changed the handball man. rule. So, uh, so Spurs, Spurs got away from there. Um but uh, but yeah, I think I think I've been really impressed with Davis and Sanchez. Mourinho's um, backed him still after some poor games, and he and uh, at at Burnley, obviously, I put him on the pole, and he, he made some really good last ditch tackles. He won all, he won every header, I think I can remember, um, and his pace as well to keep up with. I think it was Vidra, one of the strikers, and he, he showed his pace there, and he made some very important blocks, and it was the same at Fulham as well. Um, and he really, really turned it around, actually. Um, put helping Tottenham get to that that um, 
that, that two clean sheets, those two massive wins, two big six points to put them back in the top four race. And I think, I think, like I said, as long as Toby Odevald's playing alongside Sanchez, it boosts him as he's a um, Odevald's a quality centre back, one of the best in the league. So, um, so that partnership will hopefully, hopefully grow. And then if we can get the fullbacks nailed, then they'll start becoming, F- I reckon, FBI assets. I think. Um, obviously, if you're on Dyer, get rid of Dyer because he he's uh, he'll play the odd game, but I, I think he might have lost his spot. He'll play Europa League probably. But yeah, um, very very impressed with him there. And um, I'm still not sure. I don't know his price in FPL. I mean, I don't do. I don't think people really want Spurs defenders. I don't know. I mean, they kept two clean sheets, and last time I wrote them off, they kept four on the bounce. But Palace, Arsenal, and Villa. I mean, clean sheet at Palace probably. Um, Arsenal. I don't know anything can happen in those London derbies and then, and then Villa maybe as well if, if Grealish isn't back but yeah um, very very impressed there and very happy as a Spurs fan to see Sanchez turn it around to uh, hopefully be keeping his place um, uh, Josh do you want to uh, talk about the next game or the game you pick uh, I, just, I just wanted to add that I wanted to ask you yeah. a question on Sanchez so obviously yeah. earlier in the season we saw Dyer Dyer seemed to be the man people jumping on him he seems to have just completely lost his spot and Sanchez has come in and his bonus point potential does actually look fairly good he's played five 90 minutes in the last five Premier League games so it suggests that he's nailed Uh, has he played all those games without a Vera? Uh, I don't think so Um, so Alderweire has played the last two the last three sorry uh, on the bounce um, no, so he's played the last two. He missed the City game and the West Ham game, and Spurs conceded five in those two. And then, and then he, and then he, he played the three before that, and Spurs only conceded um, like one or two. So it makes right. a big difference with with um, back in the back in the back in there with Sanchez. So if they're both nailed, I mean, we saw Odebrecht scoring earlier this season. I mean, yeah. I, I think with a game with a fixture in game twenty nine, where there is a blank. That does does um, interest me slightly, as you said, with Alderweireld in the team, they don't concede too many goals at all. I think that's two goals conceded in the last one, two, three, four, five games he's been in. So that's that's a solid record. I know the fixtures have been quite nice. But that's a solid record. And as you said, I, I, I like what you said about the fullbacks. If they start getting nailed, Regulon coming back from injury perhaps could be a really nice option. Yeah. Um, just quickly to add there, I think um, we saw obviously Regulon didn't play at Fulham and Davies played. Now, there's two reasons that happened. This either, he's, like you said, he's coming back from injury and Davies has been really good this season when he's played as well. And Davies is a bit more defensive. He, Mourinho started like a four up front. So I think Davies was suited there. With the right back spot, Doherty was crap as per usual. And the only reason Aurier didn't play was he picked up a knock in that game at um, Burnley, hence coming off at 70 minutes. Because um, obviously he just come back from injury. Now Mourinho thinks he's fine for Palace. I think as long as Aurea stays fit, he'll be nailed, um, and I think he'll be the best option. Him or Regulon, the best options. But yeah, the centre backs are definitely to look at. Keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, um, if top and Mourinho is a def- is he his style is defensive play, and um, if, and like like we said, we've written Tottenham off a lot, but they have kept a few clean sheets this year when we've written them off. I mean, you had Lloris when they didn't keep any, but. They've kept a few here and there. So they're definitely a team to watch, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and with that fixture in 29, it's, I mean, possibly 
free hits in that week might look to to Spurs if they kind of form. Um, and I, and I think their their fixtures every to the end of the season they played Man City, they played Liverpool, uh, I think they played Chelsea as well. So they've only got Man U in the traditional six to go, um, and Arsenal. So fixtures are there long term. Could be a nice investment. I like that, Tom. Yeah, definitely. Um, Josh, do you want to go through your your pick? Uh, pick yeah, players? mine is uh, from the Man City Wolves game. Uh, Man City looked very attacking, threatful, and I want to pick out one man, especially Mares, who won your guys' poll for man of the match, which he deserved. Um, he looked so creative, so threatful all the time. He was he takes shots. I feel like he could be a good shout for FPL. We've just got to make sure he's definitely nailed because he's, it, it's hard with City because you never know. But Jesus as well, he looked very good. Never considering him really as an FPL asset, but he looked pretty good. And then Stones and Diaz, they both they both with the goal in the first game as well. So against West Ham, very happy with that as I have both of them. And yeah, the City's defense looks solid. They did look a bit. They didn't. I feel like they got a bit lucky against West Ham though, because West Ham nearly nearly got a point out of that. They looked. They looked. Mm-hmm. They looked very good, West Ham, and it's good for West Ham fans to see. I'd be happy as a West Ham fan to see a two-one loss and the way they played. Yeah. And you can see Kufal's actually crying after the game. He's devastated to have lost. They have a real, real belief in themselves to be able to win matches. Now, I wanted to say, Josh, the Bruyne and Mares both have 109 points in FPL this season. The Bruyne costs 3.7 million more and has played 200 more minutes than Mares. Now, the, I mean, that's quite a, like, a striking statistic, really. Because that is 3.8 million you're saving, uh, and he's getting the same amount of points in 200 minutes less. I mean, but just by looking at that, I think Mares could be a, a massive alternative to De Bruyne. I know a lot of people are starting to tr- transition towards De Bruyne and Gundogan with double city midfield, but looking at that, Mares looks like a genuine option compared to De Bruyne with the price difference um, and the fact that he's got the same amount of points in. What two and a half games less? So that's actually very interesting. I think. Well, I haven't heard that stat before, so that actually changes a lot of thinking. I still think De Bruyne is a better option, as I feel like he can be more consistent and less like because with Mares he will get like a big score, then like a low score, big score. Like he's not as consistent. Where De Bruyne just make, basically most of the time gets at least an assist. But yeah, it's very good stat to look at if you're considering um, City the midfielder and you want that, if and if you're ready to take a punt on Mares. Yeah, I mean, what I'd say uh, about what you said about Mares being a bit inconsistent, Josh, is that is generally more noticeable towards the start of this season. But as I did mention earlier, he hasn't blanked in four games in a row, so that is that is pretty good consistency in my opinion. So I think. I really think Mahrez needs to be considered more. I think people kind of go to De Bruyne because Salah and Fernandes are playing so well and they think, oh, De Bruyne is a similar price point. Uh, and I think 
when we've seen earlier this season with Barnes and Madison for you, Tom, they're performing better than the premiums at half the price, but people are afraid to get on them because they're, they're cheaper. And they think, oh, they're not as good an option just because they're cheaper. It genuinely affects people thinking like that. So I, I do think we've got to consider Mares. I don't seem to talk about it so much. Cause people just people just kind of cast him aside as an option because we, we, we've known him to be so um, rotational in that team. But, I mean, even with this price point, um, like me saying about De Bruyne being a similar price to Fernandes and Salah, so people are more likely to transition to him. I think we've got to rethink that because if Mahrez is just an option, it doesn't matter that he's not a similar price. People like to have a certain team structure, but I think that that is really not important this season. We've, we've, we've just got to go for the best picks. Barnes and Madison were the best pick for a few weeks um, a few weeks ago, but people, people were afraid to double up on them like they wouldn't have been afraid to double up on Salah and Mane if they're performing like that. So I do think we got to we got to think more in terms of their their actual output and, and in terms of how how their price affects our thinking. Uh, so I I really I really really think Amaras needs to be considered just as much as the point. Yeah, um, I agree with that. There, I think Mahrez Mahrez is a better um, goal threat to De Bruyne as well, and. And like you said, people are afraid. Like I've been doing it a lot this year, double it, getting on the um, cheap options like uh, Wilson, Barnes, Madison, and a few others. Um, and I've been like doubling up, tripling up on them if I have to. But um, I think people, it, it, this year's a lot different to previous years where you where the big hitters always perform and you need to captain the big hitters and stuff. This year, there's been a lot more times to punt on like cheaper options like Mares, and it won't hurt you as much, and it and it works. And um, I think, like you said, you. I think money's not a problem at the moment. So I think if you do think De Bruyne is the better option, then I'd still say go De Bruyne. But Mahrez is posting good stats. And, and if he um, if he keeps playing well, then, then yeah, I think it's a good option. But it'll just be like Pep after Mahrez scores. I think it was two uh, for him to get rested at the, at the weekend or in the midweek. I wouldn't be surprised. But but after if he, if he gets rested in one of those, I can see him playing another like five in a row. Um Obviously, he does blank in twenty nine as well. So these city players, people are bringing in. You got to remember about twenty nine game at twenty nine as well, and which would which I want to touch on later. I think. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to tell us your do your game, Chris? Yeah, so I want to talk about Chelsea's defense. They've they posted some of the best defensive statistics since Tuchel's come in, and Tuchel balls really having its effect this um, since he's come in. They kept two clean sheets on the on the bounce in two big games. You know, Man United and Liverpool. I mean, I saw those fixtures and I was like, at first thought, I looked at Rudiger and I thought, nah, probably not. But thinking about it, Chelsea's defence has been so solid that it, it was hard to overlook him in the end. And he, he ends up getting me 12 points. They look really, really solid. Their defensive formation is just, I mean, Liverpool didn't create a great deal. I don't think Man United created a great deal either. They had their own goal scored by Rudiger against Sheffield United. Other than that, they've only conceded one goal to Minamina in the, the seven or eight games or more that Tuchel's been, been involved. They beat Atletico Madrid to nil as well. They've been super impressive. And their back line is pretty, is pretty fixed as well. We've got Rudiger and Aspilicueto who are always playing. And then Christensen might lose his place to Thiago Silva once he comes back. But I think 
Chelsea options in the fence that really, really promising going forward. As you said, Tom, the game at 29 um, blank is something we have to consider. But Chelsea have got mm-hmm. decent fixtures coming up and their, their defence is really showing great value. I think it's five clean sheets in the last seven or six in the last eight, something like that. And we, we, we can't look past that. They they really they really dominated the game against Liverpool. They they look so comfortable, and I feel like it's it's a bit like Man City when they suddenly turned around their defence. People slowly got on them, and I think the same thing is going to happen with Chelsea. People will slowly get on them, but they they really are a defence to invest in. Two goals conceded in your last seven or eight is really really solid. So I really wanted to point out uh, Chelsea's defensive output. And I think I think people need to consider them, uh, definitely. Um, true, well played the last two, Chris. As long as there's been a uh, been out, do you think that's because it was it was tougher games? Obviously, the Liverpool United, or what do you think about that? Is, do you think it's just going to be keep rotation, or has Chiu got his place back? Oh, I wouldn't trust. I won't trust that. The fact that Alonso comes straight back into the team after like a year out or something ridiculous. He comes straight back into the team when Tuchel comes back, suggests he's first choice because he played a decent amount of games. Um, I think he is more attacking and Chihuahua's probably more of a system player. He would do the job. Um, and Alonso's probably better against the, the less attacking teams. Um, I, 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 wouldn't, I, wouldn't tr- I wouldn't trust the the fullbacks just yet. I mean, we saw Hudson-Odoi, I believe, then right wing back. James didn't seem nailed nailed yet I wouldn't tr- I wouldn't really trust the wing backs the the point I wanted to bring up more so was was the centre backs because they they I mean we saw Mendy get rotated for Kepa once in the a couple of weeks ago but as as Will Equator and Brudiger look really really nailed in that team and they look like they're going to play every single game and with Chelsea I think they'll keep up about a two thirds percent clean sheet rate over the next over the coming weeks, and that's really really good value for for cheap cheap players like Rudiger. So I really just wanted to bring it up because I think I don't think they're going under the radar, but people are a bit afraid to make a transfer for someone like Rudiger, who's not going to get too many points every week. I mean, you're expecting what six or seven points, but he he will continuously provide those points, and and I think people need to consider him more. Him especially over the other yeah. ones because his price. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wrote that a lot. I just want to. You're right. If I could, you touch on something else um, with these games. Yeah. yeah. Was, was it? I think before the pod we were talking about uh, Calvert Lewin and Rich Charleston. Was this in the pod or before the pod? Uh, before. Can you remember? It was before the pod. Yeah. So um, I've just seen another tweet. So I want to touch on the. Uh, Everton Southampton game. Okay, now so I want to touch on Richarlison here. Now, in the last two, Richarlison's played at striker and Calvert Lewin's been pushed to the right. And uh, Ancelotti's basically said it's so Richarlison doesn't have to do any defensive work at all. So he basically wants him there as his, as his striker. Um, and and it and it makes him a I think it makes him a better option than Calvert Lewin. I mean, we've seen him massively outscore Calvert Lewin in the last few games, and I think he said he scored four and four 
four goals in four games. Yep. He scored at Saints and he scored at West Brom. So he got a, he got a big call in this uh, double game week. And when um, obviously Sigerson, he's got 17 points this double game. Obviously Sigerson's playing, so he's not on pens at the moment. But if he keeps that spot striker, and Calvert Lewin's pushed to the right more. Calvert Lewin, I, I think, isn't isn't a great option um, anymore. And if I if I'd known that, I wouldn't have got him in for the double game week. But it'd be interesting. We have to keep an eye on that. And um, I think Rich Charleston's definitely a guy to go on because he explodes. He's got his explosive pace, and he, he is very good when he when he hits form. Um, Rich Charleston. So yeah, two uh, four in his last four. So I think he's someone definitely to look at. Um, but yeah, it's interesting about Calvert Lewin. I think me and you both own him, Chris. Do you own him, Josh, or not, Calvert Lewin? Josh, you there? Oh, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, I... Yeah, no. Um, do you have anything to say on Calvert-Lewin, Chris? Yeah, I think, I mean, I didn't watch either of the games. I didn't realise that Calvert-Lewin was on the right. I don't have him in my team, Tom. Uh, I, I was I was a little... Oh, you don't? I was a little bit concerned going into this game week without Calvert-Lewin because a lot of people had him and were considering captain him, but... It's it's paid out paid off nicely because if he's playing right wing, he is not going to get many points at all. I mean, we say we see him get a couple of goals from corners and things like that, and free kicks, but I I just would not be able to trust Calvert-Lewin on the wing. You've always said to him that he relies on the service, and he's not going to get much service yeah. on the right wing. Now, Richardson's getting all of the service, yeah. and if this continues, we obviously don't know if this if this is going to continue. If it does, then Richardson is by far the better option. By far the better option. Score four goals in four games is is you know something that we need to take note of. And once I wouldn't get him for Chelsea game, but after the Chelsea game, see there's that blank that you mentioned, Tom, which is going to be important in our transfers in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but after that, I think the fixtures are fairly nice. And Richardson, yeah, he, yeah. After that, we would have seen two more games, so we should know pretty well whether he's going to. Be playing a striker. If he does, I'll be very. Can very you interested. hear me? Yeah. Yeah. If um, you can hear me, yeah. you back, Josh. Sorry about. Yeah, yeah, we can hear. You. That's fine. Um, we were just saying, talking about Calvert Lewin no, and Charles. No, you own Calvert Lewin, Josh, or not? After he's played on right mid, I don't know. I'm not really looking at him. He costs quite a bit. I've got three good strikers that I'm looking to keep for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 no, that's good. Can I quickly I say something about my strikers? Point. I've just noticed all three of them are playing okay. on 29. Yeah. What, Kane, Watkins and Bamford? Yeah, yeah. That is nice to have there for 29. Yeah. Um, especially as you don't have your free hit left. That is good to have. Um... Chris, do you, have, do you have anything to say on this this section? Or oh yeah, so I just on? wanted to quickly mention Aston Villa. Now without Grealish, okay, yeah, their their offensive output has been massively, massively decreased. And uh, I mean, only Watkins since since Grealish has been out of the team, he's had one assist in three games, and he's had zero big chances in those three games compared to eight and eleven with Grealish in the team previous to that. That is very concerning. For me, and he doesn't look—he doesn't look as good either. Mm-hmm. On the eye test, he kind of went to a right forward position, 
uh, against Sheffield United, it doesn't fill me with too much confidence. And annoyingly, Dean Smith seems to be very protective on news about Grealish. So we don't, I don't know the extent of it. He's not back for the weekend. But is it is it is it this weekend or is it like five weekends away that Grealish comes back? Yeah, we we don't know. Yeah. Just a frustrating, but <laughs> no, he does play in twenty nine, so it's a guaranteed two points because he will play the ninety minutes. But it is concerning. Villa do not look good at all uh, in attack without Grealish, which is very concerning as a Watkins owner. But with his fixture in twenty nine, again it keeps popping up. This this twenty nine, it's affecting it's affecting my thinking, and I think it has to. Uh, he's got to be a keep for me, but I, I'm concerned. I really am concerned, unless unless Grealish is back fairly soon, because I don't think I don't think Watkins is the best option without Grealish at all. I think yeah, I agree. I think um, with Watkins, though, he, he might have a double in 28, and he plays in 29 as well, um, so he does have to be kept. But yeah, he, 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 I did think this would happen, hence why I didn't get him in. But yeah, it's, it's not good, especially with all this FPL leaks. Dean Smith's being even more protective about Grealish and, and everything. So, uh, um, so yeah, we won't be. Uh, we won't be. Um, Watkins isn't the best pick, I don't no, think. No, not at the moment. Once Grealish gets back, I expect Watkins to hit the ground running again. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, that, that's that's me done for the players who are impressed by. Uh, we can move on now, Tom. Yeah, okay. Um, move on to my, my special yeah. part. Take the spotlight, Tom. All right, so uh, a couple of weeks ago when Josh was last, actually, I made that table, the compare table with me, you, Josh, and Kersey. And there's been a few changes, actually. Um... Uh, so, Josh, actually, I have a question for you here. Um, so, you, you've still you've still made the the most amount of uh, hits, minus seventy six. That's a point. Uh, like, do you have a reason behind well, making so many the, hits? The or? thing is, um, the team needs rotations. I don't make as many um, permanent transfers as you guys. I make um, a bit of short-term ones and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. My team, I get quite a bit of injuries and my team needs changing quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting there. You've, you've made minus 24 more than any of us and me and Chris behind you too. But I think... I think it's obviously people play it different ways. And I mean, you're beating Chris at the moment. I mean, if you had, I mean, I think um, some chances maybe are unnecessary, but like you said, you make, make your short term ones. You sort of, I think you sort of try and hit on the players that are performing well. So you try and get them in, um, which is a, a different way to play. But obviously, I mean, you're in a decent rank now. Um, so yeah. Uh, and also, Chris, something interesting as well um, is you were quite far behind. Quite far ahead of uh, Josh Kersley on the captaincy points, you've now fallen behind him, and you've now fallen behind me and Kersley by a lot more points as well. Um, the gap was about seventy, eighty last time we looked at this. It's now you're now one hundred and ten off me, and like one hundred and fifty, sixty, seventy off Kersley. Yeah. Uh, 
any any do you think me and Kersey are just hitting too high scores or like what's going on there? Why, how are you not keeping up with us? Well, yeah, I mean, this week I, I didn't do too badly. Obviously, I think Kersey used the chip as well. Yeah, triple cuts him. Yeah, I mean, this week I, I fared quite well with, with no chips at all. Yeah. Last week wasn't great. I think one of my problems has been not having Martinez. You both have him. And he's he's performed so well all the time. I didn't have the main reason for dropping off in a couple of weeks. I was not having Leeds players. So I just had to risk it without them. Uh, it's just just little things like that. I mean, it's definitely it definitely all comes down to the game week three World Cup. Why why I'm so far behind? But as you said, I've dropped off quite a bit recently as well. Uh, and I mean, I can attribute that to playing Suchek over Madison Parley, <laughs> like. Like I'm, I'm, I've made a few poor decisions this season. I mean, the game it through wild card, but I really, I really feel like the the Martinez thing, not having him all season, has really hurt me. You must have gained at least thirty points off of having him yeah. over me. At least thirty points. Probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think over the um, course of this season, I've had about five clean sheets in twenty six game weeks, and you've probably had about you know thirteen, yeah. fourteen. So. That that's a yeah. massive difference. Um, it's really cost me. I think, yeah, and I think it is little things like that. I think I'm at the end of end of this season, me and you will we'll make a we'll do a pod. I'll pod and look at, like reviewing our season, seeing where things went wrong. But it's just little things like that. Like you said, you had a good week this week to keep up with us, but you've got a lot of ground to make up. I think, I think, but you don't you don't want to play to. I mean, we're we're the FPL apprentices, so you're sort of head to head against me. But I think you've just got to play your own game, really, and try and get your rank up to a, a suitable rank for all this uh, for this podcast. To be on this podcast, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I think like you said, it, it's 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 just unlucky things, like well, stupid things, like playing Suchik over Madison. Um, but yeah, it it is quite interesting to see, really. And I think Kersey's just on fire, really, yeah. with his with his team. I mean, he just keeps hitting massive. Massive things. Um, he has used every chip apart from free hit, though. Like you, I I still have three more chips left compared to you guys. So um, I've still got ground to put, make up on Kersey, but it is is such fine margins in this game. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I do think, like you said, that that wild card you hit game three was was part of the problem. But I think it's little things like you go and bail, like that will catch you up, like because at your rank you can do things like that little differentials like that, they are going to catch you up points. Um, I think it's just doing that and, and maybe differential captains. I don't know. Depends how you want to play it, really. But, um, but yeah, it, it is interesting I'm, to look I've made, at. I've made bold decisions this season. I've captained defenders a few times. I mean, I got rid of Fernandes before he played. Pope. Captain Pope. I've got rid of Fernandes before he got like, 19 points against Southampton. Oh, yeah. Bold decisions. I, I did it with Bale and it paid off. Last season, those kind of decisions paid off consistently this season they they haven't paid off and I, I remember mm. part of the reason why I got Kane and Son out after their 20 plus hole in game week two was because the first half I watched the game and they were really really bad they were terrible Spurs as a team looked terrible and yeah. I made the bold decision off of that to go right there out and it, it's cost me massively uh, but I, I like to make bold decisions that's that's why I did well last season and mm. I'll continue to make bold decisions and at the end of the day if you're going to do really well in FPL you need to have some luck so 
if, you know, one of these exactly. seasons, every decision pays off and I'm rising high and high and high. But yeah, I'll, I'll continue playing my bold um, style. I don't, I'm not afraid to make decisions that are like, against the grain. I really, I'm really not interested in ownership and anything like that, really, because I like ownership does not affect me like it. I know it affects you, people like you more, Tom, because you're, you're, you're aware of what other people are doing. And I heard some guy earlier, he's like, oh, I'll keep Fernandes because as a shield. And I'm like, as a shield? I would never play yeah, the game as a shield. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like to make these bold decisions. And people people play this like a game. I play this just as a bit, as, as like, I don't play this tactically. I just like to, to be bold, enjoy myself. But it hasn't worked off. It hasn't worked until this season. I think, I think just quickly again, I think like you said, you like to make bold decisions, but I think last year would have you started Suchek over the informed Madison, like CDM over the attacking informed Master and Madison, really. Like, I don't know what you really, what you still think you would have. Because I had a a bit of an instinct on Suchek and I like to listen to it. I know, but I, 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 I never. I, I think decisions like that aren't bold. I think they're just stupid. I think like Fernand's out, and that's a bold decision. Like Fernand's out, Berlin. But I, I don't know. I, I told you it was a it was a stupid decision. But I know you got you're gonna play it the way you play it. And like you said, it pays off some years, and it pay it doesn't pay off um, other years. Like I was listening to uh, Luke on thingy, and he plays like you. He captains. He cap triple captain Bell this week. Captains the players like that, and it'll pay off some years. But like now he's he's at he's at the same rank as Ucrus, nine hundred k. And it it just hasn't this year. It just hasn't. They haven't really paid off yeah. as much. I don't think. Um, it's been a strange year. It's been a year like no other. Um, but yeah, that, that was just what I really wanted to touch on on my special part of the pod. Um, I did have something else, but I can't remember now. So, well, we have to uh, we have to move on. Before to, we move on, can I quickly uh, say something on Chris's season? Uh, I think I think. Um, your 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 like a uh, theory, like your feelings, you know, with Suchek and stuff have affected you quite a yeah. bit. You always have like a feeling about a player, and then you bench the the one who does well. So yeah, a bit of biasy going on because you like the man, Chris. You like Suchek. No, but that's just a type of decisions where I back my instinct. And if it doesn't pay off, then I back my instinct. So, you know, I I make decisions that don't really make sense, like the Suchek one, because I, I have a have an instinct on it, uh, and I like to follow my instinct. So, you know, these decisions aren't always going to pay off. Hopefully, one 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 of these upcoming seasons, I'm going to just nail every decision. It's not going to happen, but I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and that's that's the thing with um with FPL to to win it. The people that have won it, they normally have that one good season where they win the game, and then the next few seasons they're like six, seven hundred k. Um, it's a lot harder. You can if you consistently do well on FPL because you play by the template and you finish like top top fifty k's each year. You're never going to win it. You've got to take these decisions really to win it. Um, like these punts and stuff thing. Yeah. And it's about it's about 
getting the good start and you messed up your season after game week three really and I think if you if you're chase if you're always chasing rank it, it's going to be very hard I mean you can you can have a late push to like the top 50k or something but it's always hard to be right there you've got you've got to be right there in the battle to win it from the start I think from the first 10 game weeks but I think the little decisions are definitely important and it's a lot more funner to play it the way yeah. you play it I think um, to, to go for those punty players like having Bale is so fun really I mean you didn't watch the game but um, yeah, I think I think it's good, and it's it's just things to look at. Really, like n- next season, you might get all these right, and you'll you'll be in my position or Kersey's position. Um, yeah. Um, John, shall we move on yeah, now yeah. to the next part? Injuries. Yeah, go through them, please. Watch this. All right. So there's there's been a bit of news on injuries. Um, so obviously, like we said. Jack Grealish is ruled out again the weekend. Um, an injury for you, Josh Kabak's injured. Um, now, now Klopp said Klopp says he thinks it's too soon this weekend for him to be back. So by the sounds of it, he's basically ninety nine percent sure that he won't play. I think so. I think he'll be out for like one or two game weeks. Um, but Ben Davies, the new guy, he brought us back, and Matt Phillips is back. I think as well. Um, Got Zaha, I think he's back, but he's got a ma- la- lack of fitness, obviously. So, will he start this weekend? Maybe, because <laughs> Palace are pretty crap about him against Spurs. I-, I can see him starting. It'd be a bit of a risk, really. Um, you've got Pogba. Pogba's now 25%, Chris, which even makes Fernandes even worse. If Pogba comes back in that United team, then bye-bye yeah. Fernandes for good. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do think, I don't think Pogba won't feature this weekend. Um, could be back next weekend. Um, something interesting, Tukal said, which isn't it's FPL related, but you you wouldn't. It's about Kante. I think it helps Chelsea as a team. He says his minutes will be managed up until the international break because he's he's still coming back from injuries, fitness wise. I think that's that's key for Chelsea there. I think Jorginho and Kolasic have been playing well there under Tukal anyway. Um, I think there's uh, a few of the uh, Gea. The reason why the Gea didn't play. Was he went to Spain to have a his wife had a baby, which I'm, I don't understand how he was allowed to go to Spain because <laughs> like uh, Alison and Klopp couldn't go and visit their parents or something. So he's going to have to come back and self isolate for ten to uh, how many days? He's not back till April now. Um, there. Um, obviously you've got Lascelles is on his way back. Uh, Aurier as well. Matty Cash is back. Not this game week. So in a week, so next game week, which is big for Villa, um, especially for our, we all have we all have Martinez or Target yeah. or Josh, you have both, um, and Yot- Yotta obviously yeah. featured. Uh, you t- what? Yeah, what, what are you t- thinking of Yotta, Josh? I'll, I'll ask you, Josh, first because you like like Yotta a lot. You told me you'd get well, him soon, like when I'm he d- got back. I'm what are you thinking about him? Leave a it a what? few game weeks if he starts starting and. If he gets a few returns, then I'll I'll be getting him back in. But gotta give him some time first. Can't get him in straight away. As soon as he's back, see yeah. what he's like. Yeah. Um, Chris Salah over Salah or Jota? Oh well, yeah, I think one, it's one interesting pick. that Jota came on for Salah at sixty minutes. And Jota, yeah. we know he's a versatile player. He's playing instead of Firmino. He plays on the left, which is how Manning normally plays. So he can yeah. play anywhere in that front three. And um, with the Liverpool's front three not 
not playing very well at all, to be honest. I think Jota could easily find his way back into that team. And he was he was bloody brilliant earlier in the season when he got into the team for a few weeks. Yeah. So yeah. eyes are firmly on him, yeah. Definitely on my watch list. Um yeah, no, I think he's he's on all our watch lists. Um another thing, Chris, Madison's ruled out again for the weekend. Obviously he kept him. And obviously, I don't know what you, you can talk about what you're going to do with him later, but I think he's 100% ruled out for the weekend. By the sounds of it, it is another few weeks. Um, it doesn't look good uh, for Leicester with Barnes and Madison both up for probably to April. Barnes even longer, I think. Um, what's his name? Uh, Phillips. He hasn't been ruled out, but he hasn't been like ruled in. So, 50-50 there. And Minamino's sort of back. I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll start by the sounds of it. Um, but yeah, I think they're the main ones, really. Um, and your man Cavani's obviously back <laughs> as he played the part. Don't think you'll be getting him back in, no, that's for sure. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, not not many huge ones there. Um, just just like people like Yota coming back in, players to look at, players to jump on early. Like yeah. Josh, you jumped him in early this yeah. year, didn't you? Before he started getting those, he's helped me a lot. This you got on him um, very early, so players like him. Um, so yeah, definitely people to keep an eye on. And Sheffield and um, uh, Basham and that are still out for Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot. Obviously, a lot of injuries this year. I'm I'm, I'm hoping next year we we won't have to have an injury section, Chris, because there won't be about twenty no, injuries a week. I'm sorry. Um, hopefully, it's just, it's the same every week. I have about twenty, thirty listed down to read. Like, it's not good. Um, so yeah. It, it, it is. It has been a. It's been the tale of this season. Um, like I put on put on the Instagram today, I was didn't write much about my game week, but I said Barnes's injury just summed up my game week. It, it sums up. It sums up the season really. Um. Oh yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. Um. Whilst we're on those topic of injuries, so I just wanted to quickly talk about a, a few players that I've had with uh with the injuries. So so the injuries for me started starting. Um, badly was De Bruyne got injured um, then Wilson got injured the man that's been getting me through this season and then Kane got injured as well um, I think he might have been injured twice this season um, Justin got injured Barnes got injured Madison got injured um, and a few other players and these are like players that I've been like, these have been like these aren't just my little players these have been my big hitters really like my big differential hitters and it's just a tale. This it's the same for both of you. I'm sure you could list about 10, 15 players that have been. I won't get you to list them, but I'm sure you, you can. And it's the same for everyone this season, and it, it has been the tale of the season, really. Um, everyone's getting injured. All the main players aren't playing well. Like Salah, well, Salah's not playing well, but he's still top scorer, and Fernandez second top scorer, but they're both not playing well lately. Uh, and yeah, it, it it is. It has been a season like no other. The double game as well. Um, Shall we? Shall we uh, move on to like watch this and that, or yeah. unless you have anything else I, I to say? I want to just say it's been a hyper intense schedule, like ridiculously intense for all the team playing European football as well. Yeah, yeah, we've got quite a few English teams playing European football, but one man who hasn't been so affected by that is Mason Mount, and he is on my watch list. Now, oh, he yeah. scored in oh. three goals in his last three away games took the penalty actually against Southampton mm-hmm. because Jorginho wasn't on the pitch. So he looks like he could be second choice. 
And although he hasn't scored at home, he is, he's, yeah. he's created a few, uh, like a lot of chances. He's got a few assists as well. I don't know what his situation is uh, with corners because he used to take them quite a lot. I'm not sure if he still does. I think he does, actually. I think he still does take them. I'm not certain, though. Yeah, I think, I, so. I think he's a good option going forward. As I mentioned earlier, Chelsea have got good fixtures. Uh, he's starting every single game. He's he's definitely on my watch list. I, I mean, and twenty game at twenty nine blank comes up. I don't want to get him in because of that blank. But after that, five good fixtures that I'm I'm certainly looking at again. Mountain and Jota, two players at that price point. Like I said earlier, people are afraid to drop down from big hitter to a seven six million pound player. But if the, if they're going to be performing just like the premium, then there's really not so much to fear. So Mount is Mount is big time on my watch list. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I I think he's also on my watch list as well, Chris. Um, actually, because um, I uh, I I like the um, the English mid the English attackers this year. Wilson, Barnes, Madison been differentials. And I've always been watching this in Mount. You can listen back to previous ones. I touched him last week. I've touched him in five weeks ago. Um, and he, he's, a, he's a man that is, is always this season, even when Lampard was there, he was, he was trying to keep Lampard his job. Like, got the captain band there. You can, he, he's very good. And um, he's going to be great for the future. And like you said, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on on FPL. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very top man. Um, Yotta as well. <laughs> Yotta's on there, taking on my, my players, Chris. Um, Rafinha as well, plays in 29. Um, a lot of these players that I'm thinking about, I'm not going to talk about because they don't play in 29, so I'm never going to get them in. Um, I think after game week 30 and like onwards when there's, well, actually there probably will be blanks, but it's hard to look at these players really, unless, you, unless you're free hitting in 29 and get them in really because you're literally having them in for two weeks and it's a waste of a transfer because you you sort of need to be transferring players that are playing in 29. But um, a man that is playing in 29, actually, um, that I do like the look of, is, well, well, he's already in my team. But he's just good to talk about. Uh, Lookman, um, for my watch. Well, actually, that, it does, it's a bit of cheating because he's already in my team. But my watch list for the viewers, I'd say. Um, now... Lookman at Spurs. No, he's not my differential. Uh, Lookman at Spurs. He started off playing as a, I don't know. He started off playing as a second striker in like that cam role um, with with Madger. Um, and then he moved out to the to the left, I think. Um, when was it? When Mitrovich came on, I think. Um, and when Cavalero is not on the pitch, he's got all the corners and the free kicks as well. He plays in 29. He's playing Liverpool, which I thought was a tough picture, but Liverpool are crap. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy starting Lookman and Captain him, maybe. Sure. Um, maybe not, but, um, <laughs> but... But, yeah, I think... I think um, Fulham are fighting for... I think Fulham are fighting for survival, aren't they? And they're, they're playing well. Um, and he's a man to watch. Five mil. Mm. Nice little yeah. man. Um, it's hard. It's, I think it's hard, though. Josh, because Fulham well, don't score many do goals like at all. Uh, he, if they score, he he's, there's a good chance he's involved. But mm. Fulham, Fulham love a love a nil nil, love a one nil. Um, it, it would be hard for me to back Lookman. 
but he performed against Sheffield United in the game, type of game that you'd want to play him in. And he's got that fixture in twenty nine against uh, Leeds at home. So I think I think exactly. I think he offers good value at five million because if Fulham score, there's a good chance he's involved. Yeah. Um, exactly. I'll go onto my watch list in a minute if that's all right. I just want to say something about that. Um, with Luckman, I agree with with both with both of you there because if Fulham score, it's mostly likely going to be Luckman's going to be involved in it most likely. But if, as Chris was saying, they don't score much, so it's a bit of a punt, but. It's a good. It's a good player to have in. I say as not always starting player. You don't always start him. Yeah. He's a ninety-minute man as well. I think. And. Yeah. And yeah, at five million, Tom. I don't know what your plans are with him, but at five million, I mean, I've got Suchek who sits on my bench most weeks. Lookman's cheaper than Suchek, and he and he offers a better goal threat. He's more involved in the in the attack for Fulham, so. I really don't think he's a bad he's a bad option at his price. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go on my wild card, but he's good for the next couple. Um he's better than Suchek as well, like you said. Uh Josh, yeah, don't got, got your uh your turn. I've got Mount, like you guys were saying. Um well, well I did just put Mount in there because what you guys were saying. I didn't have him in before there, but it's something to think about. Saka's in there. No. He he'll be good. I'll probably be having him in for twenty nine. Uh, Mares, De Bruyne, which I'm getting in this week. Uh, and yeah, that's that's it really. I don't have too many players to look at. Alright, that's good. Well, that's all I watch this time. So, Tom, can you tell us about your differential for this week? Um. Yes, Neto. He's on my Ooh. watch list. Um. Now. Yeah, now, <laughs> I'm not surprised, Josh. You always like Neto. Um. But uh, he doesn't play in 29. But the Wolves are a team I never back, and they're still. I still think they're pretty crap. But Neto is a Neto is a light, a spark of life. For them. He plays Villa and Liverpool. Which are right fixtures, I guess. Um, but I do like him. I mean, five point seven mil as well. If he played in twenty nine, it would have been great. If he played in twenty nine, I'd be getting him in. Uh, but he doesn't. So again, uh, I think the problem is it's the same with me. A lot of people are looking to build their, all their transfers now are going to be around twenty nine, which I think is fine. But people do have to realise that the games are crap in twenty nine. Like you've got Spurs Villa, that should be a tight game. Fulham leads again. Who knows how that's going to go? Brighton Newcastle. Well, that <laughs> yeah. just has one nil, nil, nil written over it. And then West West Ham Arsenal again. Like these, these aren't these aren't great games. I mean, I'm wild carding, so it's fine for me. But I think people that aren't wild carding, I'd be a bit worried. Like, do you really want players from most of these teams? Um, but they're like these. I do think Nessa is a good little differential there. Um, what about Can you? Can I two? tempt you in Ruben Chris, Nevers? What goes? Five goals and assists in his last ten games. 
No, he's not one differential. As you said, Neto. Neto, in the same time, has got one goal and three assists. Then Neto has completely outdone him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, no. Neves has been good, to be fair. Um, uh, Can I say one thing about Neto? He looks uh, like Wolves' spark. He looks like the best, most creative player of the Wolves. If they didn't have him right now, I don't know where they would be. It's probably, yeah, he looks very good. You guys can carry on. Well, what about your friend, uh, Fabio Silva, Josh? Think of him. Your good transfer that sat on your bench and you benched him the one week he scored and played him when he played like 20 (laughs) minutes. What a transfer he was. (laughs) Yeah, I want to say as well, I want to say as well, Um, but yeah, I right. think Neto performed better when Ponce was in the team, and he is very noticeable. That he hasn't done as well since Ponce is due back in a couple of weeks. So game at thirty, he'll be back. So we can Next see week. a upturn in yeah. Neto's output. It's just something to note there, and I think that improved rules as well because Ponce was was playing really well actually before he got injured. Fortunately, my yeah, different... Tom. Tom, are you looking? Yeah, did you was, say yeah. you're world carding in thirty? You think? Are you looking and getting in Neto? Probably, yeah. On thirty-one to thirty-five uh, years, some of the best fixtures here is Fulham, Sheffield, Burnley, West Brom, and Brighton. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. The only problem is there's so many like good midfielders in a way. But yeah, he's definitely someone I'll be watching over the next couple of weeks. Fixtures turn then. Um, My differential yeah, Chris, is proper differential. differential. It's Please. Josh Madger away at where Liverpool. Oh great! Uh, oh, Fulham, uh, not Fulham. Liverpool right, have set a, an unprecedented record of home losses in a row for their reigning champions. They they've lost five on the bounce at home. They drew the two before that. I think they've scored about two or three goals in that time. So Fulham, I'm considering Ariola. I'm considering playing Ariola this week because of that, which is just completely ridiculous that I'm even saying that, but that's how it is at the minute. Madger had his goal ruled out because of a dodgy handball that I still have seen. I need to see. Apparently, it was it was just completely ridiculous, but I will check that out. He's playing against Liverpool. You concede every time they play at home. Actually, every time they play at home at the minute, and he is Fulham striker. I expect him to play ninety minutes, and he he will get a chance. Liverpool give up chances. They we saw with Werner he, if he played or by playing on the on the shoulder of the last defender, he gets in behind. Liverpool love to push up and try and catch players offside, but the pressing isn't working so as in previous years. The teams are getting balls around the back of them, and Madge will be the man running in behind, like Lookman as well, Tom. So I think that those two Fulham attackers could. Um, could be in for some points this week, and I really do think so. Yeah, definitely. I know. Um, I think the only thing is that you're contradicting yourself, as you said, that Fulham don't score many. Um, but yeah, I can see Fulham beating Liverpool. I think, um, like you said, Magis, I think Magis' goal was very unlucky to be ruled out. I mean, I was happy, but I think he should have had a goal there. So, well. um no, I, I think, yeah. as I said, I Fulham don't score many goals. That's just true. You can see that in their results. But I think they can set up for this game in a way that can facilitate them getting a couple of goals. 
I really do. They've got pace with Lukman and Madja. And if they set up correctly, they they will get big chances. They will always give up big chances. And Fulham can get a couple in this game. I know, I'm, I'm certain of it. Yep, definitely. Good differential there. Um, yeah, for, Josh, first of all, I've yours? just seen that Walker Peters might be a back, back, back for the weekend. So he's someone to look at again. Yeah, there's plenty yeah, of you know, um, that would be some Anyway, my differential is Saka. Yeah. Looking to get him in, in next game week or the game week after. And a fixer against Burnley have just lost 4-0 to Tottenham. Now, he he will... I'm sure he will start. He's very he's very creative. He has a big influence on Arsenal. And I can see him getting an assist or a goal or both. Because... Burnley just didn't don't look as good that good, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's very good and could be a very good differential. Yeah, yeah. I like that plays twenty nine as well, um, which is good. And uh, yeah, I mean they're playing West Ham, yeah. but I can still see an Arsenal goal there. Good differential there. Shall we move on to our teams for 27? Um, Chris, trying to kick us off? Yeah, whilst you were talking, uh, Josh, you brought up Saka. I had a look at uh, the other Arsenal midfielders. They see beating Leicester 3-1 is a big result. They do look they do look like a solid attacking team now. And Pepe seems to be playing most games. And he's, he's at that price, 7.6 mil, that kind of Barnes-Madison price. And he, he's returned with um, four returns in his last seven games, which in his last six games, which isn't bad at all. Um, and one of them was Man City, so you can basically write that off. So four returns in his last five games. I think Arsenal's midfield could offer some value. I'm sure we'll get on to Aubameyang later. Um, I think Arsenal are a, a good yeah, team to invest in. With a, with a the thing is with that is is there's always a talk about Arsenal after they get a good result or something, but then they're they're not consistent. You can never fully trust Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have yeah. the Europa League, which is another thing to consider. But I think they're playing they're playing well at the minute, and defensively they're doing quite well as well. Yeah. Okay, so I'll run I'll run through my team quickly. Obviously, the three Mad City boys are playing Cancelo, Diaz, Gundogan, Bale, Kane. I've got Captain Kane in the minute. That's because I've changed it since last week. Watkins will play. Now, as I said earlier, I might be going far at the back because I, I'm playing target against Wolves. I really I really think Rudy is the man to play against Everton because I backed, I backed Chelsea's defence earlier in the pod. So, playing Rudy seems like the natural thing to do. Although the upside with him seems to be quite low. It's six or seven points, really. But the chance of a clean sheet is high. Creswell will probably play as well. Uh, in terms of transfers, I'm, there's only one man I'm really considering. That's Son. It's just how I get to Son, which is my problem. I can go Salah to Son or I can go Madison to Son and downgrade Bamford. Uh, there's a couple of ways I can do it. I could also go to Martinez and finally end my stupid run of not having him. 
there's there's a couple of ways I can go about it, but I will post my team on Instagram before the deadline tomorrow, and Son will be in that team. I can be sure of that. In terms of captaincy, Cancelo is an option. I just it's you never know. He'll play Man United, but will he play Southampton? I think Man United's going to clean sheet. To be honest with you, after Man United's recent performances, yeah, it's just that Southampton game where he's got a good chance of getting attacking turns. Will he play? I'm not certain. Gundogan, I think, will play both games, but with the point of back, I, I don't know if Gund. Nah, 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 nah. Gundogan, Gundogan's a good option. He's definitely a good option, but um, I, I'm not sure if he'll be as good an option with the point. That just might be something that's in my head that shouldn't be there. But there's there's a slight block of me captaining him because the Bruyne is in the team. I'm not sure exactly why, but at the minute, I'm I'm thinking between uh, Kane, Cancelo, and probably Gundogan as well because they have the two fixtures. Yeah, yeah. I think we haven't had properly loads of time to see what KDB affects Gundogan. Um, so it is a worry there. But um, well, we saw we saw before. Yeah. Gundogan played with KDB towards the, the last few games before KDB got injured and Gundogan scored a couple goals in low scoring games so he, he was still getting the, the results getting the points so yeah you know he should, he should be good yeah, but I just, there's, there's just something in me which makes which thinks he's not quite as good uh, when De Bruyne is spare yeah but that no. might just be completely he hasn't scored wrong. since game at 24 either Gundogan he didn't play. Didn't play. He didn't play twenty four, and then he's blanked at Arsenal, blanked to West Ham, and then played eight minutes and assisted yeah. at Wolves. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I think he'll be highly captain this week. Um, yeah. Should, um, Josh, should I go through your team? Should I say the transfers that I'm gonna make in my team, or because I think I'm very sure. So. Martinez yeah, in goal, yeah, yeah. Diaz in defence. Uh, Kabak, I'm starting him. And if he doesn't play, then Dallas will come on for him. Now, I do have Stones at the moment, but I'm probably getting him out for, for Rudiger as well as you, Chris, because I'm yeah. getting it. I need the three City players and I'm getting in De Bruyne, who I'm captaining. Um, Rafinha, Salah, and then De Bruyne will be in for the captain for Fernandes, uh, Gundogan, Kane, Bamford, and Watkins, and then, got, and then I got Sanchez, Dallas, Target, and Barnes on the bench. Yeah, um, interesting. So yeah, KDB in for the captain. I like the captain pick there. Um, I think if you're bringing someone in for a captain, then he's worth the minus four there. Um, obviously you're bringing in Rudiger and KDB both aren't playing in 29 what is, do no, you have the three hit I, left I don't or? have the three hit left but oh. I'll probably have around nine or ten players as I'm thinking of getting Saccharin as well and I have quite quite a few players playing in game of 29 already yeah and triple oh yeah leads. you have triple Villa don't you yeah yeah oh yeah alright you'll be fine then yeah alright no, I rate that. I think I think the KDB transfer is good. Um, I still don't know what it'll do, but I think he's a good captain option for this week. Yeah, and that's Tom, good. what's your team looking at? Uh, so, Martinez in goal. Um, I like you. I'd be happy to play Ariola, but I'm not benching the king. <laughs> um, 
defense. Cancelo, Diaz, uh, Pereira. I don't know about Pereira. Um, I think I'll start him because Brown is so bad at scoring. Um, yeah. Uh, midfield, Lukman, Son, Fernandes, which is going to Bamiang. 100%. Um, and I didn't really want to talk about it because I'll probably get put off doing it, so we're not talking about it. Uh, Gundogan, Kane, Cavalier and Bamford. The armbands on Kane, like you haven't moved it yet. It's between Kane or Bamiang and Gundo. Um, I think Gundo will play both games. I still hate Gundogan. Part of the reason I don't want to captain him. Um, but I'll probably end up captaining him, to be honest. Um, I really want to captain a Bamiang, but I just I just can't captain an Arsenal player that is playing at half yeah. twelve really, um, and I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. Like if he if he blanks, he'll just ruin my weekend when everyone else is Gundogan and like Cancelo and that captain. So I don't don't think I can do it this week. Um, but yeah, one transfer. I was I was going to get Barnes out, but um, I'm not going to bother taking the minus four because I was going to get Jay Ling's in, but I'm happy to start Lookman. And Dallas is benched at the moment. Could play instead of Pereira, but I'm going to probably stop Pereira. All right. Where, so, yeah. Where's your... Um, where you go, you... I, I, I said, um, where's your on. captain pick? To be honest, I'd probably go with Kane if I were you. What's that? Yeah, I'm where going KDB. Going, if I didn't have KDB, though, I probably would be between him and Gundogan. But I feel like... I don't know, I just... This Palace at home, I don't know, just would tempt me a lot. Yeah. A Palace team that kept two clean sheets. I know, the Palace has been good lately. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want to captain them. Palace has been good defensively. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, I, I told myself I'd never bring in a Bamiyang again this year. <laughs> and I'm doing it. But I, I, I basically, I have a really, I have a really weird feeling that Bamiyang is going to score two at Burnley, and I'm not going to have him in. I'm going to be happy, but um, if he blanks, he blanks. I mean, I feel a bit bad. I'm not taking minus points for it. Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it much, to be honest. So I'd, I'm going to make the transfer soon as well, so I can't change my mind. I just, don't, I just don't like yeah. finance. And I was close to doing finance to bail for the minus twelve. Tom, I just don't want to take a minus Tom, twelve. Tom, me and you, me and you will be yeah. waiting for the finance hat trick. <laughs> Both getting him out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Us three, we all yeah. don't have finance. He'll probably get a lucky pen or something. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Walker plays. He'll probably get a pen. Walker would take him out or something. Take I like that type of decision from you, no, Tom. Back in back in because you got a decent feeling about him. That's that's a bold decision you have to make. Um, I do like it. I've been making yeah. them this year. I think a lot more. We'll get like, Justin. Like, yeah, like the, the backing them. So let's hope it pays off. Yeah, Justin Barnes, Madison. Yeah, no, I like it. And I think um, I won't be too bad off by 12 for a kickoff because Arsenal ripped Bart Leicester at 12 o'clock on a Sunday, I believe it was. And uh, I I think remembering Arsenal early kickoffs, they're generally quite good, I think, surprisingly enough. I think I've got a decent recollection of them doing quite well in early kickoffs. And the Bamming is that type of guy. He'll just, he'll just pop up and get a couple of goals. You're chilling, and Bernie, as you said, don't look great. Yeah, it does. It does add up for a, a Bamiyang goal or two. And and a Bamiyang's 
they didn't play midweek, and Aubameyang got benched last weekend as well. And played yeah, Andy's a so Andy's a big well. differential um, for you if he does perform. Yeah, and a, yeah, and apparently he might play at striker as well according to my Arsenal context. Yeah, context. Um, I like it. Should we move on to should we move on to predictions? <laughs> the best part of the pod. Yes, please. Um. All right. Well, Josh, it's time for you to work some things. Is your it pen is and paper ready, Chris? Right. All right. Burnley, Arsenal. <laughs> Burnley, Arsenal. <laughs> Burnley, Arsenal. <laughs> no way. Uh, I've got my no two way. Nil three nil Burnley. I'm going to go three I'll, one. I off. had the score in mind for a while. I was going two nil Arsenal as well, Chris. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, the guest copying, copying our picks now, we see. <laughs> he's shielded. <laughs> Josh is shielded. Okay, yeah. okay. And the Instagram poll, Tom? Oh, yeah. Um, one sec. It yeah. was an Arsenal win. Yeah. They backed, they backed the Arsenal win. Which pushed me over the edge for the Abamyang uh, thing. No, it didn't. But it's good to see. Well, it's not good to see. I, I still hope Arsenal lose. But um, Sheffield uh, Southampton. Josh, you can go first this one. Okay, I'm gonna go one nil Sheffield. No, two one Sheffield. I got sorry. Two, one, one Sheffield. And the uh, Instagram. Yeah. They've gone with us a draw as well. Uh, yeah. Let's see that. Next game. Villa Wolves. Mm. One nil Villa. Josh? Um I'm, I'm I'm thinking I'm going between a two one to Villa or a one nil Villa. I just don't know. Shut Tom. Of course. I'd written these down before we put it, and I'd gone with one nil filler as well. Oh right. What are you going with, Josh? Uh two one to Villa. I'll go different. <laughs> I'm glad to <laughs> not back in the Martinez clean sheet. Uh, Actually, no, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. I forgot about Martinez. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about Martinez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, one since two hours later. Right, so she can go first again. Um, oh, yeah, Vill- Villa win. Villa win. Um, uh, you can go two, first with Brian Lester, Josh. Oh, well, nil nil. I've backed Brian to actually turn up with their XG. I've gone with two on Brian. They're good at home. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And Instagram? Uh, Newcastle win and they don't Tom, like early kickoffs. Take a step back, <laughs> Brian Lester. Oh yeah, Leicester. Leicester win. I'm really not sure Leicester about Leicester win. anymore. Yeah. 
Alright, we will we will now move on to West Brom Newcastle, Tom. <laughs> Alright, what are you going for then? What are you going for, Tom? Oh dear. Wow, I forgot to say in the injury news, but St. Maximum and Almiron are both out injured to April. So Newcastle is screwed. So I'm going West Brom 1-0. Alright. Josh. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I've gone with 1-1 one, one as well. Tom, can you repeat the what the Instagram said? Newcastle win and people don't like early kickoffs. I don't know if people follow the injury <laughs> news, but with Almiron and St. Maximin out, I don't. And Wilson, how are they going to score? Garo. The cells are going to Tom. You know, I was looking at, I was looking at St. Maximum in until he got injured. Yeah, John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Liverpool, Fulham. One all. I got with Liverpool to win two one. It's kind of more of hope than anything else. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah, I'm thinking between the two now and the two one. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's been disconnected again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He must have. Uh, it's it's because he's going to try and copy your prediction. Then, because right, they so realise. Uh, While well, um, Josh reconnects. Can you tell us the Instagram results for Liverpool versus Fulham, not for Man City versus Man United? Yeah, all right. Liverpool win. Yeah, they got to turn it around at some point at home, don't they? Yeah, I know they do. Um, I think. Yeah, I I can see them winning, but I want to back the one-one for them. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair scoreline to predict. I, th- I really think Fulham will set up nicely for this game and they'll get they'll get some big chances I just hope Magic sticks it away to back my differential yeah yeah I know but Josh is saying he's struggling to join back okay we'll, um, we'll carry on we'll carry on with the prediction so you may have and to then hopefully Josh we'll can reconnect going. whilst we finish this yeah. off yeah alright um, City United 1 0 City. Uh, City win and City yeah. won the table, so won the Premier already. Yeah. Although, one thing to know Definitely. is that Man City conceded two goals in two games over the double game week, which is not something we really expected. It was kind of, it was kind of offset by the fact Diaz and Stones both scored, so they got a decent amount of points anyway, but they did. They did concede twice, which is maybe slightly concerning. Diaz, I don't think Diaz looked very good either in, in the game against Wolves. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, because he, he was his yep. fault for the goal as well. Okay. Josh has gone 2-1 to Liverpool. He must have heard me say 2-1, wasn't it? No, he did. He, he said he was going to go 2-0 or 2-1. He's <laughs> gone 2-1. Um, trying to see his next one. What, should we talk about, should we do the Spurs Palace? Okay, no, he's gone 2-0. To, no he's gone 2-0 to City, Chris. No way. <laughs> no way. All right. Okay, Spurs Palace. I'm going to go 2-0 well. Spurs. What's Instagram said? Of course. Unsurprisingly. Spurs win. 
Oh, uh, you wouldn't believe what Josh has gone. Yeah, 2-0. Nah, nah, we have to be on. All right, let's do the last There's three. No There's way. no way you predict some of these ones on, or one of these ones or not. I'm going to go 2-1 um, Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, Josh has gone 1-0 Chelsea. <laughs> On Instagram? Yeah. Actually, that was a Chelsea win. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea win, yeah. Last two games. Um, oh, oh, I don't know this next one, actually. We go 2-0. Two two in, in my position, Tom, I've got Creswell and Suchek. Yeah. Who do you think I play? As well, don't start Sue check, I don't think. I don't know. It's a tough one. Well, leads are bad from corners, though. Yeah, Creswell would get the assist, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, Sue check would score. Yeah. All right. Have you got Josh's result? Josh has gone one all. Okay, that's good. And I assume... Oh, no. I can't really assume anything this game. What is this guy doing? West Ham. Um, West Ham win. Okay, and the ultimate game of the week. The only double gaming fixture. Man City versus Southampton. What do you have on top? Uh, 4-0. 4-0. I got with 3-0. I'd say yeah. definitely to win this one. I can see Minamino getting a little goal, you know, but I, I'm after considering two goals going to West Ham and Wolves, it's slightly is slightly concerning. When when I look at Southampton home now, I think, well, is are they going to get yeah. a cheat? I'm not so confident anymore. I feel like the bubble's popped a little bit, but I will back Anthony to keep the clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Three 0 Guess what, Josh went. Yeah, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and the pod's yeah. gone City win. Um, just quickly, as Josh isn't on here, I'm going to um, just quickly shout out his, his uh, YouTube again, as he would have done that if he was on. Um, I've forgotten how to spell it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Fusion, check out it on YouTube. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, thanks to Josh for coming on. Um, I mean, it's, we had we've had a few technical issues in the first predictions. Chris was cutting out a bit, but like you said, there's nothing we can do. And Josh cutting out a bit, but I think it's been it's been a good one to have our first guest on for since our yeah, restructuring. Uh, um, I don't know if you can hear a helicopter going over my head or not, but. Um, Oh, you can't, that's good. I can't, I um, can't. A helicopter and a train, I'm surprised you can hear me at all. Um, but yeah, after our yeah. restructure, I think I'll definitely I'll change the prediction game uh, and I'll make sure that I tally up the scores beforehand because that wasn't the most efficient process earlier. Uh, but as you said, Tommy, it was good to have a guest on again for episode yeah. number 17. Next week, uh, I'm not sure if we got a guest on. We might have a guest. I think we have a Alfie should be Alfie, back. Yeah, from that'd be nice to, to have Alfie back. Well, um, yeah, yeah, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah. It's been a couple months, isn't it? That's been quite a while. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, the game has been flying past, but it's been hard to get guests on and, and um, like, we are restructure as well. But yeah, it has been a good one. Um, I'll just do the uh, check us out on Instagram at FPR Prentices. Uh, our Twitter's inactive, I think, so don't worry about checking us out on Twitter. Um, and share with your mates. Drop us a DM if you uh, have any, um, want, want any help with your team. And we will both post our teams, won't we, Chris? Either operate either before or after the deadline. Either depends on a wake up or depends if I'm hiding my team from people that don't listen to the pod. And make sure to fill yeah. out our polls. They've been yeah, good, Chris. Post, think? Uh, enjoyed doing the polls. I posted the polls for this game week's fixtures already. So Tom, you got the, I believe you've got the data for that, and we'll continue doing that in the coming game weeks. I think that's a nice little feature, another interactive feature. Do you guys over on Instagram? So yeah. Thanks, thanks everyone for for listening again, and uh, it's been yeah, it's been a pleasure. Nice. We're episode number seventeen, and we'll be back next yeah. Thursday or Friday with Alfie, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, um, 